Oscar Wilde said, everything in the world is about sex, except sex. Sex is about power. And tonight, we're talking power here on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I have a power woman who's my guest. She'll be in the studio shortly. This is the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making relationships the best they can be. But what if I switched out the word sex for power? This is the CKNW Sunday Night Power Show, the the show where we educate men and women about power, how it relates to powerful health, making relationships more powerful and the best they can be. So power is very interesting, and it... It really has a tremendous amount to do with our relationships, and you'll learn a little bit more about that as the show progresses. So welcome to the show. I'm your host. I'm Maureen McGrath. I'm a registered nurse. Um, and, uh, I, okay, I'm a little jet-lagged tonight. I just got back from the East Coast, Chester Basin, Nova Scotia, down to Swampscott, Massachusetts, anyway, and uh, was back yesterday. But uh, hit the ground running, of course, and um, was back in town last evening and went to a play that was about power, and it was called The Good of the Sun, and it's part of the Fringe Festival, and there was the, the main character was Mary, and she was lovely, she was angelic, and uh, she was accommodating, and there was a little bit about her that I, I could see a little bit of myself in her, and I said to a friend of mine that I was with, I, I, I can see me and Mary, and he said, what, angelic? <laughs> no, not angelic. The accommodating part. And that's that, that time when we accommodate other people or, or we're afraid to express ourselves or find our voice. But you always feel better once you do find your voice. And that's what the show is going to be a little bit about tonight because I have a great email and I love your emails. So you can email me at any time. Sextalk at cknw.com. Some of you do go to my website, which is www.backtothebedroom.ca and email me from there. But if you do email me from there, you've got to put your return email address in um, because for some reason, and my, my website is under reconstruction, it's having some surgery at the moment. Um, for some reason, I don't get uh, your return email address. So do do that. You can also call me anytime here on the show at star 9898 on your cell or 604-280-9898. So that's 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. So I said I was visiting the East Coast. I was visiting all of my Boston Irish Catholic relatives. So if my Boston accent is a little bit more prominent tonight, uh, you can rest assured that I was spending a little bit too much time with all of my relatives. And, uh, you know, they're very caring, a very caring group. And uh, they always think everybody looks marvelous. And, uh, and they always think that they always seem to have met someone from Canada, and they ask them if they know Maureen, and, uh, and they're shocked when uh, people don't know me, even after they tell them that I have a radio show and uh, that's about sex, but it's not about smut, because her father listens, and her father's a good man. Anyway, that's enough for my uh, imitation of my relatives, nonetheless. Um, it's one of the worst accents in the country, but uh, I was educated by French Catholic nuns from New York, so my accent is a little bit different, or so I'm told. Anyway, um, so I told you about the play last night. Today I was at the Coho Festival over in West Vancouver. That was this morning after talking with Jill Bennett on the weekend morning news. Um, And I was basically 
Nurse Ratchet over there, but uh, they were getting a little nervous because they were thinking this expert is actually going to be the nurse who takes care of us and, and um, in case we drown or get hypothermia, which was the most common problem over there. Um, but there was one gentleman, I, I did tell them that I had a critical care background, which is in fact true. And one gentleman said, sex is critical care. Anyway, um, I could not agree with him more, which is why we have the show. I did say to one swimmer, one male swimmer with hypothermia, that uh, I was a sex expert and I was about to take off his wetsuit. And he said he was hallucinating. Anyway, <laughs> or he was delusional. <laughs> so, so the other nurse gets some guy over there and says, here, take his, his wetsuit off <laughs> Anyway, isn't it way better if the nurse does it? It was, anyhow. <laughs> Nonetheless, we uh, respected his privacy, of course, as always. Uh, fortunately, we did not have to resuscitate anybody, but had we had to do that, we would have done it to the song Staying Alive. So that's the how you do the compression, should you find yourself um, dealing with somebody in cardiac arrest on a beach. Um Anyway, I did mention to that swimmer that uh, he was going to be a feature on the show tonight. No, anyway, great event and uh, raised a lot of money for the Coho Salmon uh, (laughs) Society, which is always good. I like fish. I ate fish, lobster, halibut, haddock, steam clams, bustles, fried clams, all the way through the East Coast. Anyway, um, so, but you can never have enough fish. I was raised on fish, pretty much ate... uh, that my entire life growing up. Also, Jordan Back was there. He was the MC, and he is so talented. Uh, took a selfie with him. I said, the last person I took a selfie with was the prime minister, but you're a heck of a lot better looking, Jordan. Anyway, so I do love your emails, and uh, I've gotten a few. So needless to say, I wasn't here last week, and the show was about, uh, I had to leave town because the show was about phone sex, and um, also a young woman who was 22 years old who was, setting out to have sex with 25 men so she could raise some money for her breast implants. Now, there's an idea for me. I'm going to think about that one. But um, anyway, I had basically had to leave town. And uh, so one of the emails that I got was, uh, Dear Maureen, great show. You're really pushing the CRTC envelope these days. Love it. Keep it up. Or I guess that is what you're trying to do here in Vancouver. You are succeeding, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Uh, Dear Maureen, uh, I could have phone sex with the woman who is on now talking about intimacy, not the phone sex operator. By the way, should you ever decide to open up a phone sex line, the lines would light up, I'm sure. Love you, Arthur. (laughs) Anyway, thanks, Arthur. I'm not going to be opening up a phone sex line. Um, But I did get a phenomenal email from somebody who uh, it really touched on all the points about a relationship where um, sex does not seem to be very important. And I'm going to be getting to that a little bit later in the show. Unfortunately, this week we had some sadness with the loss of Joan Rivers, a comedic doyen, really, a uh, uh, woman extraordinaire. She was an entrepreneur, a, a star, a fashionista. She was everybody's friend. And I'll have my tribute to her later on in the show. But uh, anyway, so that's uh, what we're going to be covering tonight. And also, how to choose the right person. Uh, are we too nice? And, and is that why we end up with the wrong person? There's some research out of the University of Toronto that says we might actually be too nice. I'm finding that hard to believe. I was actually on one of those moving sidewalks in Chicago and uh, on my way home, and there were these two rather large people, and they took up the entire ro- moving sidewalk. And I was in a rush, uh, going from one 
flight to another and another concourse. And I said, excuse me, would you mind moving over to the right? I'd, I'd like to pass. And, and everybody in front of them was over to the right. And the woman turned around. She was about nine times the size of me anyway. <laughs> so I wasn't going to argue with her. And she started screaming at me. She said, we're trying to get to our flight as well. And I thought, okay, whoa. And about three people behind me said, whoa. And, and they just took up the whole side. Anyway, the whole sidewalk, basically. So I had to stay behind them. And then, of course, I find that they're on my flight. Nonetheless, I thought, you know what? It wasn't me. I didn't do anything wrong. I asked them to move over to the right, which is where they were meant to. And that's where we have to find the confidence. First, I felt badly that she had screamed at me in front of strangers. But, um, you know, when you collect yourself and think, no, 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 uh, it was her behavior that was inappropriate. Anyway, that's that confidence that you need to have in a relationship. So, uh, well, so when I come back, um, I'm going to be joined by a friend of mine, a colleague of mine. She's a physician. She's an entrepreneur. She's a woman extraordinaire. And uh, she's an award-winning app creator. So when I, uh, we'll talk about that when I come back. I'm Maureen McGrath, and you are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. That is for a patient of mine <laughs> who said, Maureen, I think you got it in you. <laughs> you got to let it out. And I think you can belt one out one time. And I'm seriously jet-lagged and delusional and fatigued, and which is why I belted that one out for you. And <laughs> my apologies. I'm hoping you thought that was one of the Supremes with Diana Ross, but... It wasn't. It was me. Anyway, I'm sure you didn't. Um, we all have fun here. Well, welcome back to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where the host has jet lag. And, um, but I'm honored to have in the studio right now Alexander, Dr. Alexander Greenhill. She is the creator and of MyBestHelper.com. She's an entrepreneur. She is a physician. She is a wife, a mother, a friend, a colleague. She, I am a sexpert, and she is a expert. <laughs> Welcome to the studio, Alexandra. Thank you, Maureen. That's uh, the first time anyone's called me a expert. I like it. <laughs> I think it's good. Anyway, <laughs> new titles, whatever. Anyway, it describes it, right? Like you're a, you're a techie. Totally. Uh, yes, excellent. Um, so congratulations on your app that has won the one of the top five apps in Vancouver. Yeah, and stiff competition because some great companies are being built in Vancouver. So we were really proud. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I know how intelligent you are, how intellectual you are, how smart you are, how driven you are, motivated, creative. And uh, so I think it's your honor is well-deserved. So congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so tell me about My Best. Well, I know a little bit about MyBestHelper.com because I needed something different. <laughs> I needed a, an executive assistant, a personal assistant. Um, and, I, and I hired somebody through MyBestHelper.com. I was actually in Edmonton at midnight. And I went on to your site and I signed up and I logged in. And I literally hired somebody at 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon in Vancouver. So uh, to me, that was magical. And she is amazing, I have to say. Uh, so tell, tell me about how well, my that, best That was the com. big idea and the big vision because uh, all of those things you mentioned earlier would never be possible without people supporting me in my work. And so lovely people come to my home to help me out with things that I need help with so I can devote my attention to the things that I'm really good and passionate with. And so people help me with tutoring the kids, um, taking care of the kids, uh, keeping up house, running, doing groceries. And so the old definition of a nanny who did certain tasks is, I think, 
past and we need to embrace the new possibilities of technology to say, hey, I need help for two hours with this. Who can help? And so our site allows you to quickly see who is qualified and trustworthy and available and willing to give you a hand and uh, let this person do that while they earn some income. Absolutely. And, you know, when I went on and, and u- utilized your service, I had about right away about 12 or 14 people that were highly qualified and very interested. Uh, it's not easy to work for me, let me tell you, <laughs> because everything has to come out of my head, number one. <laughs> and uh, then I have to offload a lot of it because I've been functioning on my own for such a long time in this business. Um, but I, there were so many qualified people and willing, and they were highly educated and had great experience. And I mean, I really had the pick of the litter. Well, and that's one of the things we notice is anytime you move into a new city, you're often well-educated but can't quite qualify for the jobs that you should be getting into. And so there's a period of time during which you will need something temporary, either because you were just laid off or you just moved here and your professional designation needs to be recognized. And so they're fantastic people with advanced degrees who just need um, a job. And that helps with networking, doesn't it? It certainly does help for people to get that job, and then they'll meet many other people through perhaps potentially through that, that initial job. It helps them to meet other people. And we also try and protect their privacy. So what you see is the person's photo and their name and the first initial of their last name because we don't want that to impact their LinkedIn or Facebook status. That's right. Um, because our society still judges. Absolutely. And we, we need to become a judgment-free society. Uh, my person got a promotion. She went from a personal assistant to executive assistant <laughs> fairly rapidly <laughs> when she saw how much work I needed done, uh, how much help I needed. But uh, when people don't have the help that they need, it can impact their relationships. It can certainly impact their love life in particular and their, and their sex life. Um, because they may be doing so much, they don't have time to actually, you know, get together with somebody or, or grab a coffee um, or go out on a date or if they're in a relationship, uh, they may be too tired because they're doing so much and so that fatigue is the number one re- reason for low sexual desire amongst many others. Um, you can just become overwhelmed. So the, your service really helps to improve the sex lives of Vancouverites. Well, my, my co-founders sometimes laugh at this, but one of my personal missions is to reduce the rates of divorce by getting parents out dating more often. So many people I know essentially stop any romantic involvement with their partner once they have children until those children are about 12 years old. Well, that's a really long time to go without a date. That certainly is a dry spell, I would say. <laughs> uh, and so people may not realize that if they get the kind of help that you're that you're suggesting and that mybesthelper.com can provide, uh, it may actually improve their lives. Like people might think like, oh, if I spend money, it's going to cost, this is only going to cost me money, but they don't realize that they may actually be able to make more money if they have somebody helping out with, as you say, the groceries and the car wash and the dry cleaner and the suitcase packing and the, these are just some of the duties that I, (laughs) Um, you know, filling up the car with gas or, you know, whatever, whatever details or, or cleaning the house or taking care of the children. Um, Well, one of the things that we often see is people can't imagine what's possible. And so they often find that I'll bring in somebody to watch the kids and that's going to be an inferior replacement for me. So nobody you bring in could be mom or dad. 
what they can be is things that mom or dad can't do, such as languages or music skills, or uh, they can cook for you, or they can run errands while you get to play with the children. And so when we say that to parents, they're like, really, you can do that? And you're like, yes, everyone I've hired to help me in my home has to have computer skills because they do my computer work sometimes when I get to play with the youngest. Right. And so they don't realize that. Uh, and, and this is pretty cost effective, a very cost effective service for people as well. Um, the the price Yeah. And so um, range. the price range in Vancouver, which mm-hmm. is a big city with more expenses for the caregivers, tends to be somewhere between 12 to 18 dollars an hour, which is more than most people make doing restaurant or fast food type of work. And many of them don't want to work in a restaurant or fast food. Um, but at the same time, when you think about it, a lot of people go to spas or massages to get de-stressed and spend multiple multiples of that. And so this is one way you can completely get de-stressed and accomplish something. So many of our helpers um, offer music skills and they can do tutoring or they can do sports. So I hired once somebody who could do gymnastics with the kids. I can't do gymnastics. I'm hopeless. But <laughs> <laughs> I can do them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you just think of what else would you like to bring into your life that doesn't currently exist and add value to the family. And so, um, you know, we had somebody who uh, taught them uh, how to build houses because they were doing an architecture degree and they were visiting here from another country. And this was their one year off to get to know Canada, but they needed some money to spend money in Canada and so they became our helper in our house but they were building with our kids the house of the future. Excellent Um, and so this really will help uh, a couple uh, especially a couple who has children uh, young children in particular with work-life balance which is really what may be a contributing factor to stressing us out so much and um, leaving little time for us to as you say de-stress. Totally and I think that one of the important things is when you go on a date negotiate with uh, your helper that, you know, it shouldn't be like back at 11 o'clock sharp. Like discuss that and say, keep it flexible because flexibility is romantic. Uh, It certainly is, uh, as is spontaneity. (laughs) Planning is good too, though. Sometimes you do have to plan as well. So uh, we're out of time, unfortunately, but your website is? MyBestHelper.com, and we have an app in the iPhone store. So uh, it is one of the best five apps in Vancouver, so... It certainly it is. And you look beautiful tonight, I have to say. I love your dress. You look so together, so it must be that well, uh, the helpers. My <laughs> husband said, why are you dressing up to come on the radio show? And I say, well, you, you don't know Maureen. But I'm sure <laughs> she, I have to keep up with what she's wearing. Oh, hardly. Anyway, <laughs> you look gorgeous. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Greenhill, for joining me. When I come back, I'm going to talk to you about that concerning email from a gentleman who's not getting any intimacy in his life. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. Well, this show is about power and touching has to do with power. And in this next email, nobody's touching anybody. I'm Maureen McGrath. I'm your host of the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Um, I wanted to talk about power in relationships and I received this email which I I think is a pretty common situation that occurs I certainly see it in my clinical practice I hear about it and I get lots of emails but this gentleman depicts it quite nicely so here we go dear Maureen enjoy listening to your show you cover quite the range of subjects my situation has been very challenging and difficult over the years 
a woman who doesn't like sex? Exclamation point. Surprise, surprise. She is of Asian or Asian origin and has put every roadblock in place over the years to deter me, including suggesting that I get neutered to eliminate my sex drive. At this point, I still need the physical contact and am tired of masturbation. She puts up with sex but has been doing absolutely nothing, and I mean nothing, during the time. No kissing, no hugging, no nothing. She won't go to counseling, and I cannot figure out what I am still doing in this relationship. Older children have been a factor in staying. Any suggestions? This is a really difficult situation, and there are a number of reasons for low sexual desire in women. As I mentioned earlier during the show, fatigue is one of them. Uh, Their medical conditions can be another. Loss of attraction over a long-term relationship is also extremely common. Uh, And different levels of libido or desire discrepancy between men and women are all all contributing factors. But, you know, power comes into play in a relationship like this, and you wouldn't think that. Um, But uh, the gentleman who has written this email, I'm going to call him Bob, um, is... uh, has lost a bit of power in this relationship uh, by my estimation, by the little bit of information that he has given here, which he has described the situation very well. You can imagine how frustrating it is. He's in a relationship, but not really in a relationship. She seemingly holds all the power in this relationship. Uh, I'd have to know a little bit more about who's working and if it's a dual-income family um, the the sharing of the load of the finances, raising the children, um, all of those issues. But for the most part, um, in terms of that sexual relationship, she holds the power. In other words, she is not going to engage in sexual relations with him no matter what. She will do nothing to help herself. She will do nothing to engage in the relationship. She um, basically plays dead uh, during... Uh, attempted lovemaking. It's very difficult to make love to somebody who is not reacting or is not seemingly enjoying it because that is a lot of the pleasure. Uh, Surrounds uh, the ability to give pleasure to the partner, the other person in the relationship. Uh, So it can be extremely frustrating and it can make people feel uh, quite poorly about themselves, quite badly about themselves, and wonder what uh, what did they do wrong. And Bob asked that question. He asks, you know, what am I doing here? Why am I still here? Um, obviously, uh, potentially staying there for the children. And a lot of people do stay in relationships. They do remain in sexless marriages. People don't realize how important uh, sex is in a relationship. And to have a sexless marriage um, and People don't give it the importance that it that it deserves and that it needs. I often hear women will say that they have not had sexual relations with their male partner for or or their same sex partner. This is not something that is exclusive to a heterosexual couple. Low sexual desire occurs in same sex relationships as well. Um, but people don't realize that they'll they'll. I often hear them say, um, "I have not had sex with my." male husband partner or um, for a eight months two years but he's very understanding and he's so good about it with me and that and I think you're so in denial Um, because honestly the biological drive 
for men around sex is um, something that is basically indescribable. It is a physical need. It is a a real health issue for them. Uh, It's tied to intimacy. It is tied to how they feel about themselves. Um, And it can certainly demasculate somebody or um, uh, make them feel less. Um, men don't tend to offload in the same way that women do. So it's difficult for them to talk about it. Imagine going to the locker room or going to the pub or, um, going for coffee with another guy and, and, and saying this and, and men tend to have bravado around, uh, relationships. Often, uh, women will be a conquest for them. It's, it's all about, or it can be, um, about the notches in their belt. Um, and so, whether or not even a sexual relationship was fantastic or not, or a conquest or a one night stand, they're they're generally going to say that it was. This is according to my uh, the inside scoop I get from my male friends. <laughs> anyway, um, the guys tell all to Momo here sometimes. But um, the very important question here that Bob asks is. Um, what am I doing here? And and in any trouble you have in life, I think you have to look at yourself. And that's really the answer lies within. And he has given away his power. So basically, she holds all the power in this uh, relationship. And I'm not sure if he's had a chance to talk to her about this, but he has actually suggested going to counseling, which she will not do. But one then has to take the next steps and and actually negotiate, okay, if there's not going to be any sex in this relationship, it begs the question, do you in fact stay in this relationship? Is it, you know, there are many people who are in a relationship uh, and relationships actually, um, do you hear that music in the background, Roman? Oh, um, are we going out? Oh, okay. I didn't realize we're, we're actually heading into a break. So sorry about that. Uh, I'm going to get back uh, onto a little bit more about the power in a relationship and, uh, and what Bob can do to perhaps change his pathway. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a great song. Uh, even Roman agrees with me, who's on the tech controls tonight. Uh, that is a bone-chilling song, the kind of song that you want to dance naked to with a tall, strong, virile man. Anyway, did I say that? Yeah, I did, because we are talking about power here on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I am Maureen, your dance partner. Anyway, no. <laughs> uh, we're talking about uh, the email that I received from Bob about uh, whether he should or not he should remain in this relationship or why is he still in this relationship and obviously sexless marriage uh, that is a long period of time and he's in with a involved with a woman who just does not engage at all um, basically lies back and plays dead while he has sex with her you may as well have sex with a blow-up doll uh, in that situation but you know in in long-term relationships or in marriages there's a simple sad fact that um, a lot of people are not very compatible. You can disagree about basic stuff, religion and politics, uh, values, um, but also you simply may not find the other person attractive or you may just not enjoy sex. Some people have desire discrepancy and that's very common between men and women. But, um, you know, we end up with the wrong people sometimes and so many of us get it wrong because look at the divorce rates. They're so significantly high. Um, at at least 50%. A lot of people aren't getting married either um, because of that uh, incompatibility. So when we do choose somebody, why is it that we choose the wrong 
person? Why do they fail to meet our ideals? Um, why we should just get that basic fundamental aspect right. I know a lot of people marry people because of um, family or religion or they tick all the boxes or um, it checks off. But you may not think there's one reason that people choose the wrong mate is because we are too nice. Um, but that is what the a team of researchers at the University of Toronto uh, found to be it's a radical new idea about about why we make so many poor relationship choices. Can you imagine that? We're too nice. I mean, Canadians are are typically nice. The Americans aren't as nice as that. Let me tell you, they're not, they're not as nice um, as the Canadians. But regardless, um, they, were, they did a research study um, about this because looking at this question, because scientists have been exploring um, this question for so long, why is it that we end up with the wrong person? So they recruited young men and women who were single and interested in dating and showed them each three dating profiles. The, the profiles were ostensibly of other people in the study, and each participant chose the potential uh, person or the date that he or she preferred, uh, much like you would on a dating site. Uh, so once the participants, so the, um, the, uh, those enrolled in the study made their choices, they were given a little bit more information about the person, including a photo that showed an unattractive man or a woman. So all were asked if they wanted to exchange the contact uh, information with the person. And so were they, in fact, interested in the possibility of of a date or dating that person. I often say, like, how can somebody be attracted to a, you know, one by one inch square um, picture? But it happens all the time uh, without actually knowing that person or understanding the essence of that person. But um, so the, the getting back to that experiment, uh, the important part of it was that some of the participants were told that their potential date, the unattractive date, was somewhere in the lab and available to meet at that moment. Others were told to imagine that the uh, potential date was nearby and available. So the scientists were trying to distinguish whether uh, how people saw themselves choosing a partner hypothetically and how they actually chose uh, them in real time. So they predicted that the young men and women would be much less picky, less rejecting when they thought that the real uh, person's feelings were on the line. And that is exactly what they found. So if they, um, if they knew that the unattractive person was, in fact, in the lab, they were more likely to go ahead. They didn't want to hurt that other person's feelings. And so they were, um, more, were more likely to meet that person. And so that begs the question, do we stay in a relationship because we are being too nice? And is Bob staying in that relationship? He's obviously got, got to have some inner anger, some deep-seated anger and resentment that has built up over time, over uh, being in a relationship that uh, lacks intimacy. Men need to have sex for intimacy, and women need intimacy to have sex Generally speaking, that doesn't apply to everybody. But I would say, Bob, you need to get your power back. You need to actually look at the situation. You need to know that you actually deserve to have a healthy, intimate relationship with somebody, that you are valuable in this world. You are giving your power over to somebody else who's deciding your life for you and deciding your future for you. And 
you know, nothing is going to change. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So you have to actually start to do something different. You have to take a look at the situation that you're in, put your problems on the table so you can face it and actually say, is this the way I want to live the rest of my life? Do what am, What's it going to be like in 10 years? Is so much resentment going to have built up? The kids are going to be gone by then that, uh, and I am still going to be having sex with basically a, a non-moving person, uh, a corpse essentially. Um, and is that something that is going to satisfy sex is important. It's important for sleep. It's important for endorphin release for, for pain management. It's in, in, important for mood. And that's really important for men in particular. Um, mood disorders are, are very common and men just deal with, have different issues around anger than women do. Um, so it's something that uh, it's it's a, it's a process. It's a step by step, and and your wife needs to understand that that you're not in fact going to remain in this relationship because it's not healthy for you to remain in this relationship over the long term, and it is going to start affecting your emotional and your physical health. So my suggestion would be, and in fact, a lot of couples that come to see me who want to. Um, get help for uh, their relationship woes or the relationship troubles, I'll say to them, you know, this may or may not work out as you see it now. You, you know, at the end of it, you may in fact not be together, even though that was your objective and that was your goal. And I worked with you to get there, but that may not be the case. Anyway, when I come back, a little tribute to Joan Rivers, one of the most extraordinary women of our time. I'm Maureen McGrath, and you are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Roman Zugarov, who's at the helm tonight running the technicals, loves that song in reverse, The War on Drugs from Lost in a Dream. Anyway, we're talking about power, and I did want to mention uh, something else about power. I love the book, The Art of War. It's not about war. It is about power, power within uh, just certain tenets that I, I had hoped to review tonight, but we're not going to have enough time. Um, ponder and deliberate before you make a move, and I think that's a really... Uh, that's just outstanding advice and wisdom. Uh, in any situation, you really have to think about it and think about the consequences. Um, you know, do you want to risk it all for the memory? Uh, do you want to um, jump into something um, with without thinking of the consequences? But, you know, if you really give it some considerable thought, and I, and I suggest that to you, Bob, um, that you might, you might need to start pondering and deliberating and then uh, make your move. Anyway, uh, we can, we'll be reviewing power a bit more, but uh, if you haven't read The Art of War, Sun Tzu, I would definitely read that. It's helped me in times of trouble in my life. Um, anyway, I'm, one day I'm going to tell you guys a story about myself that involved uh, uh, power imbalance uh, and also greed and, uh, let's see, manipulation, exploitation, sexual harassment, constructive dismissal, workplace bullying. So I'm going to tell you that story one time and because I, I think you can, one can learn a lot from it uh, and it's really largely around um, people's behavior. And, and then in the end, who ended up with the power um, and what that meant, what, what that power looks like. But uh, that's for another show down the road and it's definitely related to, uh, to sex because everything is related to sex. Don't forget that. Um, so remember, Bob, this life is yours. Take the power to choose what you want to do and, and do it well. And you can do it well. Um, but you've got to find that courage within. Unfortunately, we lost, uh, one of the greatest, uh, comedians of our time, Joan Rivers. She said, you never know a person until they die and you go through their things. And I just love that. Cause that is so true. One time I was doing a renovation on, 
my house and um, the contractors were there and they were in my bedroom and they were going through, pulling, you know, ripping down the closet and pulling things out and they were finding all of my costumes and all of my wigs and all of, and uh, I love to dress up and love, but, but I go to parties and I've done a few MC events and, uh, you know, of course I've got all this expert stuff and the chains and the handcuffs and everything and I'm like, yeah, I'll tell you, you guys tell one person about this and you're fired. Anyway, they're looking at me with these big grins like, who have, whose house are we renovating? Anyway, um, but so I, I get that. You really don't know a person until you go through their things. Um, but uh, she, uh, she was just a quintessential and glamorous, authentic lady. Yes, authentic and truly genuine, complete with her Botox and her fillers. And you know what? She told you what she was and... Uh, she had more plastic on her face than all the credit cards in my wallet. She was a doyen of co- comedy, a real woman's woman, a performer, an entrepreneur, fashionista, TV personality. She reinvented herself uh, over and over again, and I love that about her because if you've ever had to reinvent yourself like I have, you understand what that's about. She's a counselor. She was everybody's friend except, of course, Johnny Carson. Boy, did he lose out on that, you know, um, having holding a grudge, and a lot of people do that in life, and that can be to their detriment. Joan Rivers told it like it was. I had tremendous respect for her about that, and, you know, uh, that's what we all loved about her. I I heard that she had paid for the college education in the U.S. of all of her staff, which would be a tremendous amount of money. She was incredibly generous. She would walk by a fire hall in New York City and say to the guys, to the, say to the firemen, hey, you know, what do you guys want? Pies, cake, pizza, let me know, because if you don't tell me, I'm just going to order whatever. Um, you know, she was just magnificent, and, and her words to live by Um, She said, be a survivor, be a hard worker, reinvent over and over, move through tragedy, surround yourself with young talent, mother, laugh, define yourself for yourself, try and try again, and most of all, never, ever, ever give up. There were no 81-year-olds as gorgeous as she was. In fact, there were no 41-year-olds as gorgeous, for that matter, for her beauty transcended life. Imagine if we all took a page from her book. Imagine what heaven is like right now with two of the comedic greats. Unfortunately, she's had to join Robin Williams. Two doyens up there. God bless you, Joan Rivers, and rest in peace. Anyway, I wanted to, uh, you can always visit my website, www.backtothebedroom.ca. You can follow me on Twitter at Back the Number Two The Bedroom. Next week, I'm going to tell you where I'm going to be this fall, speaking about sex and intimacy and how you can improve your sex life. But for the, uh, as we go out on the show, uh, Roman, if you don't mind, if you can play the song Quiet, please. There's a lady on stage in honor of Joan Rivers. I'm Maureen McGrath. You've been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.